Hey everybody, I wanted to make this quick uh, voice recording for those on audio uh, before the uh, Kraken starts. I just wanted to let all of you know that listen on audio that I just got the news after recording uh, loads of episodes for the public and for the Patreon members that I was banned again for two weeks on YouTube as of right now, uh, as of the time you're hearing this. I am banned for 14 days, so... I'm not waiting on YouTube. As I said previously when I was initially banned a couple weeks back, it's time to move forward. It's time to move on. So here's what I'm going to be doing, folks. I'm going to be starting on Patreon a essentially uh, $1 a month tier. Um, initially, I started at, I believe, 4 or $5 a month. But I'm going to be starting a $1 a month tier that will essentially be for the people that like to hear the Krakens, that like to hear all the public episodes and whatnot. And now, before you say to yourself, Dave, oh my gosh, you're trying to, you're trying to monetize every single little thing at this point it's just temporary guys it's just until i establish a, a platform whether it's on rumble whether it's on uh, uh bit shoot i don't i don't know at this moment now with that being said this one dollar a month i i only do it because I would need the funding to create and establish my own essentially website that essentially it would uh, again would would let us be censorship free. So it's not that I'm I'm you know creating a new tier of one dollar a month uh, for the sake of just you know wanting to make more money or something like this. All of that money is going to be put towards a private server uh, so that we can we can do that. Now, what does the one dollar a month get you? It gets you everything that you would have uh, otherwise seen on YouTube and a little bit extra as a thank you. So without further ado. Here is the Kraken, and please head to patreon.com slash generation Z if you want to uh, stay up to date or head to at podcast Z on Twitter or generation Z podcast, no spaces, no capitals on Instagram. Guys, thank you so, so much. This just, you know, uh, waves of unexpected uh, instances keep hitting me, and I think it's because we're touching on a, a particular nerve. So with that being said, we'll catch you all very, very soon. I don't plan to go away anytime soon. It's just that I'm going to be moving platforms, and um, yeah, I, I don't really have much of a choice. I'll be using YouTube when I get back on in a couple weeks, but again, we got we to gotta move forward. So thank you so much, folks. Okay, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Wednesday, January the 5th, 2022, and I believe it's the first Kraken we're doing in the year 2022. I usually don't make a big deal of those kind of things. I'm not really much of a, you know, I don't see much significance in, oh my gosh, you know, new year, new this and that, you know, again. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's significant to point out that we're going to be starting off 2022 with an interesting Kraken, uh, first and foremost. So let's jump right into it. So first and foremost, guys, I want to say that I am in a way, uh, proud to independently report, because the mainstream media is not reporting this, what we see right over here for those that are watching visually on the right-hand side of the screen, what we're looking at, again, uh, filed as document number 66, take that as you will, that's not the point of the, the, the covering this, but anyways, what we're looking at here is a lawsuit by 26 U.S. Navy SEALs versus Joseph R. Biden pertaining to the vaccine mandate, and this is a full-on lawsuit that was granted, I believe, uh, a preliminary injunction as we see here uh, so I don't think YouTube will should I mean they'll take us down for anything at this point in time but I mean in pure legal theory I don't think YouTube could take me down for anything with that being said what we're seeing here is a total of 35 individuals if I'm not mistaken 26 of them Navy SEALs a handful of them are also uh, technical ordinance officers 
these people, these, these are serious, serious people. And I would dare to say, again, I know there's many different moving parts of the government, but you and I, whether you're in North America, Europe, you name it, we wake up every morning peacefully, soundly, because individuals like this, in, in addition to many other agencies, don't get me wrong, because of individuals and SEALs like this doing their job. And I know a lot of you out there know the, the, the amount of respect I have for the military. And I got to say, I, I know that I don't have much of a reach compared to the mainstream media, but guys, this has to be put out there. This needs to be covered because not only it's one thing if the lawsuit was filed and that's it, but now the injunction to move forward on the suit has been granted. And we see here, if we scroll down, this has been issued and signed off by United States uh, District Judge Reed O'Connor. So clearly it's legitimate. I mean, uh, if we jump back very quickly to page 15, I just wanted to read a very quick ex excerpt before we get to the rest of the news. But what we'll see here is that, and I quote, seal number 26 missed the opportunity to receive treatment despite his pending religious accommodation request. Second, some plaintiffs have suffered injury because they submitted religious accommodation requests. I'm not a law end quote. I'm not a lawyer, but I can understand why this motion was granted to go through. So again, if this was me, if this was a truly unbiased media and I was the head of, say, CNN, for example, in a truly perfect world, I would have each seal technical ordinance officer, you name it, on every single evening on prime time to justify their case. Why? Because just like firefighters, police officers, everyone plays their part in trying to keep the world safe. And I know you might be saying, uh, thinking, Dave, what kind of cloud are you living on? The world's clearly not safe. But you guys get what I mean. The intention of these individuals that have positive, good faith, uh, uh, I guess you could say, intentions, really. So, again, uh, didn't mean to spend too much time on that, guys, but I feel like it's necessary since it's not being covered anywhere else that I explain the, the details of it. Now, moving on. The next thing is that essentially what's going on in Kazakhstan is a... Depends how you look at it. A beautiful shit show, it's hard to say. And I say that because... The people of Kazakhstan literally overthrew the government, I think, overnight, at least as I was sleeping. I'm in uh, Eastern Standard Time. They, the, the government tried to, uh, the prime minister, I think, of Kazakhstan or the president tried to sort of, you know, quell and sort of calm everybody down. The people overthrew the Kazakhstan military. I don't know the strength of the military, to be fair, so I don't want to comment and make it seem like it's some big thing. But at the same time, any nation's military, big or small, gets overthrown by the people. That's a big thing. Now, with that being said... I don't want to call myself an anarchist, but at the same time, as I have to be consistent with myself and my talking points, if this is what the people want and they did not agree with the leadership, uh, whether it's the legislative branch or they didn't agree with the militaristic side of things, look, if this is what the people want in the masses, so be it. And I'll be honest with you guys, the people don't seem to be very anarchy-ish, if that makes sense, based on the footage I've seen. They seem to be quite organized and civil, civil relative to them overthrowing a government. But And, and again, in a way, it's not for me to say if it's good or bad, if the government was overthrown. Because again, I'm not living there. I don't know the circumstances. So again, as I say, folks, please decide for yourselves. But yes, Kazakhstan is a, is a shit show right now. Ironically enough, interest uh, maybe it's not because it, you know cover, uh, if we sort of cross over to the other side of things that we cover on the show, Kazakhstan is allegedly the headquarters for the ex, uh, Galactic Federation. So uh, of ETs. So take that as you will. The next thing is that a New York school. By the way, we'll follow up on the Kazakhstan thing. This is a big deal. We also have to consider the intelligence angles. You name it, but. 
The next thing is a New York school teacher with no formal med uh, medical qualification has been arrested for allegedly giving a COVID vaccine to a student, say officials. Police say that Laura Russo administered the dose at her home despite having no legal authorization to give jabs or consent from the boy's parents. This is interesting. Now listen to this. I saw the video where she injected him. Miss Russo, 54 years old, who teaches biology, was held on New Year's Eve and could face four years in prison if convicted. The 17-year-old boy had reportedly wanted the vaccine what was this 17 year old boy doing at this 54 year old teacher's house anyways i'm not trying to create a, a conspiracy where there isn't one but honestly what what was he doing at her house on new year's eve how are people not uh, unless i'm missing something how are the masses not noticing that what the hell i mean the video she didn't like force him into it per se but i mean in pure eyes of the law she what she did was entirely illegal absolutely uh presuming i understand the law correctly within uh within that of the New York district. But what New Year's Eve, a 17 year old students at a teacher's house? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to imply anything sexual. I, let's just call the elephant in the room. I'm not, but like, I mean, okay. Like clearly you could see in the video, the 17 year old was there seemingly by will, but I'm just, this is speculation. I'm not, I'm not going to go farther than that until we have more uh, news or results. The next thing is that Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, and I'm only reporting this because this shows what's wrong with the world, will receive 1 million European pounds in damages from Associated Newspapers after the mail on Sunday was found to have invaded the mail, uh, meaning her, um, uh, meaning, excuse me, the, the media outlet, was found to have invaded her privacy. The nominal sum was set out in court documents, which formally confirmed the newspaper has accepted defeat. The mail on Sunday published a handwritten letter the Duchess sent to her father, Thomas Markle, in 2018. The media company will also pay an unspecified sum for a separate case of infringing her copyright. The point is, is that the fact that it's not so much about the money or anything like that. I've given my rants on that before, but the fact that people like this, if you go to BBC.com and you go to the most read stories, this is in like the top five. What's wrong with this world? Like what? Anyways, you guys know I'm, I don't want to get on a tangent, but anyways, let's let's move on. The next thing is that shares in the crisis hit Chinese property developer Evergrande rose on Tuesday after they resumed trading in Hong Kong. The heavily indebted firm had suspended its shares on Monday pending the release of inside of quote inside information end quote. Ever shares uh, Evergrande's shares jumped as much as 10% before trimming gains to close 1.3% higher than previously. The company said its sales for 2021 plunged 39% from the year before to 69.5 billion uh, US dollars or 51.6 billion European pounds. Overall, again, it's a chess game. I don't know what CCP's what the CCP is trying to do with Evergrande. Clearly, I mean, using common sense, they have a heavy influence on it, as would be the necessary elements of banking, economics, finance. But it's hard to say. I don't know. This is the thing. When I take a step back and I look at what's going on with Evergrande, uh, again, as I say, we'll follow up on the updates, guys. But it's too, at least for me, I can't tell what's happening there. Uh, I mean, I have specu speculative um, proposals or interpretations, but again, doesn't mean it's it's just like you guys do too. I'm just like you guys. We can all speculate. The next thing is that uh, doubly vaccinated passengers will no longer have to take pre-departure COVID tests in England from starting four o'clock uh, GMT time on Friday. The government has said they will also not be required to self-isolate while awaiting test results after arriving in England. Okay, look, that's progress. But again, for the sake of giving up what else? The coercion of freedom, allegedly? 
Again, I have to be careful because of YouTube, so let's we'll just leave that there. Uh, the next thing is that Germany's federal cartel office has declared Google or Alphabet a special dominant operator. The U.S. big tech giant now faces much stricter controls by the antitrust watchdog. Germany's interesting, man. There's certain things they're doing I fully agree with, and, and then you look at what they're doing with respects to the Beepop, and it's like, what the hell? I mean, again, just my personal opinion, but... Uh, the next thing is that President Emmanuel Macron denounced France's unvaccinated people as, quote, non-citizens and vows, quote, I really want to piss them off. And so we will continue to do so to the bitter end. That's the strategy. I'm going to say three words, okay? And you guys may laugh and agree with me and know where this is coming from, or you may not. I'm going to cite Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter um, McCullough, mass formation psychosis. And Macron is a pure victim of it in my humble perspective. So anyways, the next thing is that the German health minister, this is what I'm talking about with respect to Germany. The German health minister demands more COVID restrictions and faster progress on compulsory vaccinations before they, quote, become obsolete due to dirty natural infections. According to Lauterbach, we, and I quote, we cannot wait for compulsory vaccinations to become obsolete because we have a lot of infections. Omicron as dirty vaccination is not an alternative to mandatory vaccinations, end quote. Um, I'd like to thank our friend of the show, Nils, for clarifying that sort of uh, that, that translation at the end there for me because I didn't know what he meant by dirty vaccination. He meant essentially catching Omicron with the new Harvard studies and whatnot alleged. Well, sorry, let me just say, let me correct myself. Sorry, the new studies coming out. I don't want to say Harvard specifically because if that's not accurate, then I don't want to do that to you guys. Um, but new studies coming out saying if you caught Omicron, you may in fact be, you know, um, more resistant than if you had the beep boop. So I think that's what he means by saying, oh, I, oh, I caught Omicron as an excuse, won't cut it. But this is what I mean about Germany, guys. They're, and this, I would say this about any other country. It just so happens that Germany's doing this. You got on one hand, the, oh, they're hammering down on big tech, but even then to what extent that's legitimately occurring, we don't know. And then on this hand, you have, we got a vaccinated, I, I don't know. I don't know. The next thing is that FEMA will gather feedback on January 6th to the latest planning guidance for response to a nuclear detonation. Okay. Well, can you will gather feedback on January sixth to the latest planning guidance for response to a nuclear dent? Okay, what the heck? I, I I don't honestly know what that means. If there's a an implication to January sixth there subtly or on the surface or not or otherwise, I really don't know. And I'm honestly, guys, if you could help me out with respects to that, please, I'd be more than. Uh, uh, to the latest planning guidance for response to a nuclear detonation. But why the sixth? Because of what happened last year. I'm genuinely asking. So the next thing is that North Korea fired an unidentified projectile towards the East Sea. Apparently it was unexpected. But again, everything that guy Kim Jong-un does is unexpected. So if, if he's even really running things still, we don't know. At this point, we really don't know. I'm going to leave that there. It, it's a sort of a, I guess, you virtue signaling chess game within that of the intelligence community in, in a way, if that makes sense. So the next thing is that Trump cancels his January 6th press conference because of the, quote, total bias and dishonesty of the January 6th unselect committee of Democrats who fail uh, two failed Republicans in the fake news media, according to a statement released. Uh, Trump will discuss what he was going to say at an Arizona rally instead. He got pressured. And I guess, yeah. And again, that sounds like a statement typical of Trump. Take that as you will. It's not for me to decide you know, again, what you guys should or should not think about Trump or the statement he made. Um, the next thing is that Biden said in a news clip recently, there's not in a news clip, rather in a in a clip where he was being filmed with the press in the room. And I quote, there's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. He didn't even he's off by two years. It's 2022. So I'm just going to leave that there.
And I'm not trying to make this a Republican Democrat thing, guys. I want to be completely honest. For me, it's more so about noticing that both sides, it's just total nonsense. So also, by the way, there's rumors that Nancy Pelosi is going to resign next year, I think, or something like that. I, whatever. I mean, she, she's, a, she's another another one in my opinion another piece of work but the next thing is that football star marcos menaldo has tragically passed away at the age of 25 after suffering a heart attack in training i'm gonna leave that there and i say that because i think you guys know exactly where i'm gonna go with this so i'm gonna leave that there just please do do your own research i genuinely mean that and encourage it the next thing is that a record 4.5 million americans quote quit their jobs end quote in november while openings fell slightly while job openings fell slightly I don't know. Again, compared to what Biden said he was going to do, I mean, everything's just a mess. It's just a mess. I just opened the Twitter on the right-hand side for those watching visually to, to change it up a little bit. But, um, oh, the Navy working with the FBI and Coast Guard now appears to have ruled out civilian activity or U.S. military operations as plausible explanations, explanations for UAP encounters. This leaves two possibilities, each with extraordinary implications. Very much so. Uh, the next thing is that uh, El Salvador's president promotes healthy lifestyle choices in the fight against COVID and other diseases. Yeah. And then, ironically enough, go figure the CIA's taking jabs at him. I'll let you guys, you know, put that one together for yourselves. And I really do mean that. Um, maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm, I'm implying a, a negative connotation. But the next thing is that according to Canada, new data from Ontario, the province of Ontario, uh, of which I'm from, suggests a third mRNA dose or booster has a, quote, vaccine effectiveness of only 37% for Omicron. In 2020, the FDA said they would not accept vaccine efficacy for uh, less than 50%. Yet the FDA and CDC are advising a booster for Omicron. Um, even for children now. This is f factually accurate. This is according, you know, uh, again, this is cited from uh, medrxiv.org. I mean, I, I don't know. Again, I'm saying this for YouTube, specifically for those guys. So take that as you will. I'm, I, I really do mean that. Um, they said, it's true, FDA said they would not accept a vaccine efficacy less than 50%, but we notice now the waning of these uh, vaccines, not only that, but whether boosters or main ones or whatever you want to call it, or initial ones, it's just a mess. It's, it, it is. The efficacy keep look at the, look at the news headlines from the mainstream media. Every week or two, it keeps dropping, dropping. The logic is, is totally whatever. The next thing is that Italy's Prime Minister Mario Draghi and, uh, and his ministers consider the compulsory vaccination for citizens over the age of 50. Again, I'm going to leave that there. Please, you know, formulate your own perspective. And I really mean that. The next thing is that Twitter has created a dedicated team to, quote, monitor any harmful content, end quote, on the January 6th anniversary. There's some stuff I'm going to bring up in the upcoming members episode pertaining to that because of new evidence that's come to light that sort of factors into a larger picture and narrative here. But... Okay, again, take that as you will. Uh, the next thing is that in the UK, calls grow to revoke Tony Blair's knighthood. Good. Petitions demanding former Prime Minister's award by Queen Elizabeth II to be blocked because of his role in the Iraq War in the Iraq War has attracted a lot of support um, with respects to his knighting being blocked. Yeah, F that guy, in my humble opinion. Like, look at the guy. He's, he, looks, he, he looks like a shape-shifting lizard. I mean, not to say that all shape-shifting lizards are bad, but you guys know where I'm going with that. 
The next thing is that the software for the BlackBerry smartphones won't be available to work after today. I guess it's one thing if we can even call them smartphones anymore relative to the how far back they've fallen behind. But again, we also know that they've sort of re they attempted to rebrand themselves as a commercially um, oriented company, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with respect to software infrastructure and, and platforms and not so much focusing on the consumer end of things. Um, the next thing, and this is crazy, a reality star who was making, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, it was about 40000 in, or 38,000 European pounds a week. Um, she was literally putting her farts in a jar, farting in a jar, sealing it up and selling it for, don't quote me, but it was roughly, last time I checked, it was roughly around a, a, a thousand pounds, which is like 12, 1300 American, which is like 1500 Canadian dollars. So, um, yeah, and, and she got hospitalized because she was farting too much and she admitted that she overdid it with the farts. She was producing so many so much gas i guess she was doing stuff to her eating things to make her produce gas anyways i gotta say uh you know uh obviously she's uh uh from from a male perspective good looking girl uh, i read and i read part of the article saying she had about two hundred sixty thousand followers or subscribers i don't recall on which platform but of those 200 of those just north of quarter million individuals following her she clearly garnered support to the point where she was making like 45 american dollar 45 grand a week Ameri if we convert that roughly to American dollars, that's nuts. Anyways, I, but look, hey, if people were willing to pay, it, it's a free market. So, and I really mean that. But the next thing is that Uyghurs in Turkey file a criminal case against Chinese officials. Uh, Hisham Abu Hawash, who was detained without charge or trial. Uh, oh, excuse me. Is what am I saying? Uyghur Muslims in Istanbul accuse Chinese officials of committing genocide, torture, rape and crimes against humanity. Again, they have every right to do so. Uh, clearly, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And what I mean by that is if all these people are coming out saying they've been tortured, they've probably been tortured <laughs> unless there's mass psychosis. But again, we have to factor those things in. But uh, man, if this if we're really living on a stage, it's possible these people, again, pure, you know, out there speculation, some type of mind control to further an intelligence agenda. These people could be getting paid to make these complaints. I got to consider, we have to consider all of it, guys, because we don't know, like, we're, we're constantly being lied to. So, the next thing is that Israel has agreed to release a Palestinian prisoner on a hunger strike. Uh, Hisham Abu Hawash, who was detained without charge or trial, plans to end a 141-day hunger strike after reaching a deal with Israel to be released on February 26th. Good, good. I mean, again, I look at it as human-on-human -human type situation. If it helps one less person suffering throughout the world, great. I don't mean to be all kumbaya, let's all get together by the fire, but... We got to band together, guys, because things are really getting part of my English fucked up more and more as we go. So the next thing is that tear gas was fired at Sudan protesters as th thousands rally against army uh, security forces. And the security forces also blocked roads in the capital Khartoum and in Umdurman as anti-military protests continue in Sudan. Again, look at look at Kazakhstan. So. It's not for me to tell you guys if that's good or bad. I, I really mean that. So the next thing is that detained Ugandan satirical novelist was tortured in custody, according to his lawyer. Uh, Rukira Basha Bashaija, author of satirical novels about corruption and greed, is being held incommunicado, his lawyer says. Oof. Yeah. This is a problem. It really is. And I say this not with respects to Uganda, but with respects to hu people as humans. Um Again, I'm not on the ground. I specifically, I don't know the exact situation, but you look at it from an external point of view and it's like, sheesh, this is tough. 
This is getting real tough um, for, for people who are just simply trying to report or make content, whether it's satire, fiction, nonfiction, you name it. Uh, the next thing is that Brazil's Bolsonaro has been released from hospital following his gut blockage. The far-right leader spent two days inside for an intestinal obstruction, his latest complication from a stabbing in 2018, according to Al Jazeera. I don't know if we should call him far right or far left. If I'm being honest, I don't know enough of his politics to say if he self-described the far right, then so be it. I don't think it would be fair for any news outlet to, to label such individuals that way, not trying to defend Bolsonaro. I'm just trying to play it down the middle. But again, um, we know the world we're living in is not neutral. So, uh, The next thing is that the U.S. has charged a Colombian man over the Haiti president's assassination. The U.S. Justice Department accused ex-member of Colombia's military of participating in a plot to kill Jovenel Moise, or Moise, or Moise in July. Please forgive me if I butchered the name there. Could be that, it's, that that was not even the individual. I, I, at this point, we're so far down the rabbit hole of not knowing what happened there in, with respects to Haiti's president. I, we... <laughs> Who knows at this point? I'm not even going to pretend like it could be anything at this point. So let's not speculate and make up like, you know, make up a bunch of imaginary scenarios. Um, the next thing is that in Colombia, at least 23 died in clashes between armed rebel groups. A Colombian human rights ombudsman expresses deep concern over violent escalation in the eastern border area near Venezuela. Again, yeah, fair, fair point. Presuming this is not some type of coordinated intelligence operation. And I gotta, I gotta call it like it is. Uh, like it could be, rather. Sorry, not, not like as it is. We don't know that for certain, but... We're seeing more and more that there's people all around the world that just want to live their lives and that the people that are creating this duopolistic infighting are the ones that are trying to, again... They're playing both sides against the middle, our world leaders. It's like when you go in school, when you were in high school, if you ever rushed to one side of the classroom and whispered something BS about, said, hey, this person said this about you, then go to the other side of the classroom and repeat it just the opposite way. You're stirring both sides of the pot. It's not hard to see, in my opinion, at least. The next thing is that the Haiti prime minister has fled under gunfire as violence continues to grip the nation. Uh, Ariel Henry was marking Haitian Independence Day on Saturday when gunfire erupted in the northern city of Gonaives. Again, I don't blame him. Look at what just happened with the previous prime minister, right? And even then, if you're if you're on the inside of the Haiti, you know, apparatus of politics, I'm sure you hear there's some intelligence ops going on there too. And again, I, that's just my opinion, not saying that's factual. But again, you guys like to hear my opinion. And I think the CIA is all over Haiti right now. And that's just to say the very least. But... Uh, the next thing is that having pets instead of kids robs us of humanity, the Pope says. Pope Francis suggested people who substitute pets for kids exhibit a certain selfishness or, and urges easing of the adoption procedures. I have no idea why he would say that. And I... Wh what? What's, wh what? What's wrong with animals? I, I don't... I understand he's not saying anything wrong with animals. He's suggesting the substitution of pets for kids. The... I see it as this, we're all, again, not to sound overly esoteric, but we're all living beings of consciousness here. If we can't all get along, then maybe we should, like, what's the, then what's the point? Why can't we have both, kids and pets? Like, I, I know what he's saying, but at the same time, this, I don't know, I just find that so random. Every so often, the Pope makes a statement, and it's just like, what the hell? Like, I, you know, so, uh, the, the next thing is that, oh, sorry, I forgot to cover, uh, Second last thing here, Elon Musk's Starlink hits a wall in India. India has told Starlink, which is yet to get a license, to refund clients and refrain from fresh orders. I don't know. I think intelligence apparatus or maybe a larger legislative play at hand on behalf of the Indian government. Maybe they want to do their own version of Starlink. I don't know. Uh, that's just my opinion. But it, as of right now, it's a bit too early to tell. 
Uh, it's possible Elon Musk himself doesn't know. I don't know. Uh, the final thing is that a defector who returned to North Korea allegedly had a difficult life in Seoul, uh, South Korea. Official uh, says man who crossed into North Korea last week was a defector who had struggled in his new life in the South. Presuming the narrative of the South being very influenced by the West and America specifically and the USA and the North, obviously people are starving. Presuming that's legitimate because I'm not there so I can't say myself but presuming that's legit, this I, w I think right away this is a, it's just a it's a setup. You just you bring someone over and say oh my god look you had a terrible time there they make it all up for the sake of propagandizing to your own people. Just my humble perspective. So I could be wrong. Um, I, I, I know a couple people that have been to Seoul, and it doesn't sound like that's the case over there. <laughs> but I mean, look, I, I'm, I could be missing context as well. To be fair. So, with that being said, everybody, we'll catch you again on Friday, 48 hours from now, for another uh, crack and wrap up of news for the week and all that. And we have a lot. When I say a lot, I mean a lot coming for the members, also for the public. And we'll catch you all very, very soon. Cheers, everybody. Thank you so much once again.